0: Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.FM.
1: Well,
2: hello everyone. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're listening from. I am your host, Christine McIver with Inspired Choices Radio, and I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. And I have a wonderful guest, Connor Hill, and we are going to be talking about Consciousness, Not Just for Women Anymore. And uh, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting show. We've got lots of people in the chat room. We're going to have a really fabulous time. So if you'd like to come and play with us, just go over to the a2zen.fm page and click on the live chat link. Put in a real name, a fictitious name, and come play with us. And we're going to have so much fun. So last week, our show was Having Honor and Regard for You. A lot of people um, have a very difficult time doing that, always thinking they need to put themselves first. And out of that show, this show actually came to me that it would be amazing. Connor and I were at an event together uh, where we met a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was just really looking around the room and, and noticing that there were a lot more men in the class, this is a class with Access Consciousness, than there had been prior, and I'd been with Access for about a year and a half. And... I was like, this is great, and what would it take to have more men choosing consciousness and choosing the classes? And I just thought, you know, this is something that's not um, not front and center for a lot of people, at least in these 10 seconds in my awareness. And I thought it would be a great contribution to have us have this conversation with Connor and get his two cents into it. So, are you looking to expand your life? I would love to be your Possibilities Coach. Working together, we will co-create the living and loving you desire with all the possibilities available in the universe. I'm an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator, Bars Facilitator, Possibilities Coach, Energy Healer, Radio Show Host, and so much more. My programs assist people in bringing more possibilities to actualization. Are you ready to claim what you desire? Connect with me to learn more. I do charge for my services, but the first five minutes are always free. So ask yourself, what are you ready for now? And what mystery would you like to unravel? So consciousness, not just for women anymore. Consciousness typically refers to the idea of a being who is self-aware. Has the world of consciousness included men in our reality to date? Where do men fit into the equation? And what is their role, and how can women encourage, nurture, and create more with men? Welcome my wonderful guest today, Connor Hill. Connor, welcome.
3: Hey, thanks, Christine. (laughs) How's it going?
2: Good. How's it going with you?
3: It's going great, actually. (laughs) I'm really excited about this. Uh, It's definitely my first radio show. I saw that you kind of put that up on Facebook. Uh, didn't really know what the heck to do or what this was all about, and so um, I'm just, uh, right now I'm chilling in Biloxi, Mississippi, oh, yeah, um, looking out the window at the beach, so how does it get any better than that.
2: Nice. Wow. <laughs> how lucky are you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: So you just said you yes. Hadn't... You had no idea what you were saying yes to. You just said yes.
3: Yeah. I mean, why not, right?
2: That's awesome. So, what was really cool um, about you, and and you were such an invitation at the event, at the Access event, was being with who and what was occurring with you, Connor. And I I know that I'm not the only person that said this to you, not probably the only man or woman that said this to you. And (laughs) Carol just posted something funny in the chat room. Got to be careful doing that with Dean. Uh-oh, what the heck does that
3: mean? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) I don't
2: know. We'll have to get Carol on to tell us what that is. She says, just saying yes. Oh, just saying yes. Okay, so she said yes to me in the past, too, and she didn't know what she was saying yes to. But you were such an invitation. Um, You actually got up on the table with with, um, Dr. Dane here. And Uh for you... Emotions came up quite easily, and when I say emotions, both your laughter and your tears. And what was very funny to me was halfway through your tears, you just like dead stopped, and you said, look, when I cry, it's not a big deal.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I go back to when I was a lot younger, Uh, way back in the day, I would... I just remember crying about random things. Like, say, you know, I ran in... Actually, I remember one event specifically. I ran into the goalpost of a basketball goal, right? Like, pretty hard. And everybody was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I'm fine. But then everybody... And back on it now, it's just like everybody's intensity of their energy to be like, I want to help you, my God. It was just like too much, and then I'd start crying, and I'm like, I'm not crying, and it was, it's just like, I look back on that, but it's something, maybe it's a receiving or something that I shut out a long time ago, because in in this reality, especially with men, obviously, we, we, we are judged so heavily for crying, and we judge ourselves even more heavily for crying, so, um... It's kind of a thank you to everyone in all the classes and especially a thank you to uh, in my first two, three with Gary last year in Denver in May, um, seeing people and women, uh, mostly women, obviously, like you're talking about, uh, getting up to the microphone and talking about things in their life that it was like, well, I've never even experienced something like something like that and just being totally vulnerable and crying. And I'm like, man, that's that's something I, sh- I should probably do because I've always kind of gone after, like, what am I afraid of? And, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about this call, how you're talking about consciousness and what men would judge me for for seeing me cry and everything, like, and they you'd immediately be judged for being, you know, a wuss or a pussy or whatever for yeah. crying, whereas I'm like, how afraid of you are for, cr- for crying in front of people, whereas it's like, I guess it goes into this reality sort of control where um, that's the toughest thing that's ever been for me. I mean, he said it, like, I've been uh, easy for me to be in much a section. Kind of difficult. And, and I felt like I had to tell everybody like, hey, I'm okay because I don't want anybody to think something's wrong right. with him or something or I feel bad for him. Like, no, it's just I'm not sure what's going on but this is going on. If, if any of that makes sense. Um,
2: No, well, I think you had an awareness in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. You had an awareness in that moment that because you were having an emotion, which we often refer to as a release, it was just your body was releasing it in a certain way, you had an awareness that, you know, all these women were going to probably rush you and be like, oh, poor Connor, right?
3: Exactly, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And
2: you're like, I don't want that bullshit.
3: Exactly.
2: and the other thing that we often talk about in access too is that when you actually you go up and you try to comfort someone, you stop them from uh, releasing what they're ready to release, and it's actually mm-hmm. not kind because we stick them with it even more. And I mean, Dr. Dane here referred to that several times throughout the weekend, and that's something that you know I've heard and known for a number of years that it's not it's not actually a wrongness, but. You know we're always judging what is right and what isn't, what is wrong, and you know one of the biggest things that um, you know with the, the with the bars, Connor, is you know the definition of right and wrong in, in just in the bars, the points in the bars. It's it's not what's uh, right about this. It's it's act, what's right about being happy. It's usually what's wrong about being happy because that's not acceptable here, and yeah. yet. When we're sad, it's nearly acceptable. It's like it's like we, I don't know. It's really messed up that we're more comfortable with people being sad than being happy, which is a little off topic for tonight. But it's we really have some messed up views around right. our emotions, right?
3: Yeah, it's so funny you bring that because I was also thinking about uh, it's just um, recently about how I kind of forgot, but when I was younger again, going back to when I was way younger, I used to smile. I was, like, always smiling, just cause I was always happy. Right. Right? And I remember even, like, showing up at school, and, like, people would, whether they were driving of in high school, and I'm talking about, like, I was in third grade, so I'm, like, eight years old, and I'd get to school, and teachers, even, would be, like, I drove, hey, why are you smiling? Like, <laughs> like, why are you smiling? I'm, like, because I'm always smiling, and they're, like, why? And it's, like, uh, at the time, I'm like, I don't, I uh, cannot be. What? Uh, and they're like, no, you really shouldn't be smiling all the time. I'm like, that's just bad. <laughs> Not that they said those the but that was kind of, yeah. I look back and I'm like, that's exactly what they're doing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, yeah, they were judging you. And no, and no, how no, many is, times is do people, a... sorry, go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, and like, is it just a system of control uh, that somehow was put into place?
2: Yeah, and so and it's, it it's funny that people, people are often judging it, and I don't think that they're... I mean, we know this, when people are judging, it often has to do with them way more than it ever has to do with us when they're judging us, right? So how many of those teachers that were judging you as yeah, a happy child were, were miserable, and they were like, he can't be happy because I'm not happy.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, how often do the... Like the whole thing of what people project onto you is what they themselves are doing. So it's like you wouldn't be happy. So they're really just telling themselves, "I can't be happy."
2: Right. How messed is that?
3: <laughs> just so. That's messed pretty up. awesome.
2: <laughs> so I was doing some research, and uh, some of the research about uh, men and consciousness is friggin' hilarious. <laughs> like, it it made me want to have a drink. Like. Yes. Oh my God!
3: Yeah, I want to hear this. What was some of your your oh research?
2: God, like I I don't know what I expected, but anyways, there's this there's this group of men. They've put together this manifesto for conscious men, okay? And they've actually put together. <laughs> I can barely talk about this. It's so funny to me. They've put together a YouTube video, and these guys are so serious in this YouTube video. It's not intended to be funny at all. So this is my, what I think is hilarious.
3: Consciousness is so serious. I know, let's
2: be serious. But they are, like, they're, they're practically lashing themselves, not physically, but verbally, lashing themselves in the video. They are apologizing for the thousands of years that men have suppressed women. They are going on and on and on and on and on. And we're, we're, you know, we're so sorry for all the things we did. We're sorry that we killed you. We, we're sorry that we raped you. And they're, they're, they're like, oh, my God, what in the world? Why are we looking back? Why, why are we going backwards? Why are we making that significant? And by the way, there's many men <laughs> that were also killed and raped and beaten uh, women were not the only ones in history that went through you know, repression and, and abuse.
3: Yeah, I mean, Joan of Arc did a number on some men, I'm pretty sure, right?
2: <laughs> did she? I don't really know a whole lot about Joan of Arc. You'll have to tell me a little bit more about her.
3: I don't know. I just saw the movie, and I'm pretty sure she just went around killing a lot of people in the name of kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, well... I mean, men were not the only ones. I mean, I think history has been tainted uh, mm-hmm. around a lot of things, right? Religion yeah. has tainted it, history. But it's like we're going to go to break I mean, in a minute. But I wanted to start this conversation around what's perceived out there about men and consciousness.
3: Oh, and that's a good question.
2: Is is what is actually out there? What's perceived is that is that actually adding to the lesson? choice around consciousness that men may or may not be choosing I'll just let that land for a second so yeah. it you know it's it's as if like when someone writes something then we all get in line with it
3: uh-huh. we go
2: oh well that's true so i better not do this or i better not do that and uh thank goodness for um Dr. Dane here and Gary Douglas, the co-founders of Access Consciousness, who both, by the way, if you haven't noticed, are men, and pretty cute ones at that. And th- they, they are really stepping into consciousness. And, but what is so interesting, and I know I've he- heard many people talk about this, is we have two leaders, the founders of Access Consciousness are men, and yet over, th- you know, I would say... Two thirds of the people that actually participate and choose access consciousness to date are women, and I ju- I just find that interesting. And what would it take to have more men choose consciousness, whether they choose access or not? So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna get deep into this conversation with Connor Hill. And uh, I would love for you to call in, ask a question. If you're calling in from the U.S., you call 815-880-8255. And in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us. You put in the letter A, the number 2, ZEN.fm. So stay tuned, and we will be back with Consciousness Not Just for Women Anymore.
0: This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Talk. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now back to the program.
2: Welcome back everyone. You are listening to Inspired Choices Radio tonight we are talking about consciousness, not just for women anymore, with my guest Connor Hill. So, Connor, we jumped right into the conversation, and we really didn't give our listeners any um, background on you. So, why don't you give them your short or long, your choice, bio, and tell them all all about you, where you are, what you do, anything.
3: Okay, yeah, uh, I'll try and keep it as short as possible, because, I I mean, I tend to rant and just (laughs) (laughs) even go a little off topic, maybe, and just kind of like, are you just talking for hours on end? So currently my job is actually I'm a I'm a civil engineer, not necessarily a professional one yet. I am studying and taking the test to that and should have that done by the end of the year. Uh, but I currently train people how to use a software for civil engineering. It's really good at designing like Walmarts and um, doing site development for uh, residential suburbia kind of areas and things like that. Um, so I really just get to talk all day long, uh, to people and tell them how to use the software. The same thing I used to get kicked out or not kicked out of class, but get put in time up for when I was in school when I was younger. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I do now. Um, so as far as like trying to keep it short, my story for, as far as getting into consciousness, since we're talking about men and choosing consciousness is really, uh, a long story in in and of itself because my mom has kind of always been searching for more. And so I've been led along behind that, probably some sort of a reason why I chose her. And then same with my sister. My sister's really been sort of the biggest contribution to me choosing, um, especially excess consciousness, but more consciousness in general. And uh, really it was after working in Boston uh, as a civil engineer for three years, and then thinking, um, I wanted sort of one thing, and that maybe, you know, like many people in the world, uh, that if I work hard and make money and get a certain amount of money, then that's what I want. And when I really began to realize that only was the route I was going, it wasn't actually going to work out the way maybe I had been. Thought I had been told, or the way I had really bought that it might work out, uh, I sort of started to sort of really look at what I wanted out of life. And that was really kind of when things sort of began. And it was also talking about the men thing, what I've really been thinking about a lot recently was things I think especially changed for me because uh, um, when I asked a specific question, I used to do a lot of yoga and meditation. And I knew I had to work out in order, and the, the same thing like what Dane talked about uh, a couple weeks ago in class was, you know, get your body moving. Humanoid body loves to move, so like get your body moving. So I used to do that all the time, and that was really the only thing that I considered at the time to kind of keep me sane, you know, which I don't have to do it as much anymore. It's not nearly required much, and uh, what I really asked was... For your mental, I, for
2: your mental capacity, I mean?
3: Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, when I started getting down on myself or anything like that, I needed to just go for a run and then I felt better. Yeah, so the mental capacity thing. But uh, what I asked was really I noticed like every time, you know, when, when maybe I wasn't happy about something was when I actually started doing more yoga or working out and actually doing more meditation and things. And I realized what would it take for me, not only what would it take, but what would actually happen if I was to do these things that sort of, Made my life better when my life was better, so I think so, things really. Started so your life to take wasn't off. in
2: a, a bad state.
3: Exactly. So I really think like, and I and I maybe I don't know, maybe, I don't know what your perception is too. Is it's like, um, especially with consciousness and, and anything, it's like you do a little bit to like sort of turn yourself around, and then you're like, okay. I'm good now. I'm turning around. Everything's better now. But what happens when you actually start to apply that to all the time? To like more better, more better, more better, or or whatever. So um, yes, again, and and as I said before, I'm probably off on some tangent. No, no, no. Trying to tell my story.
2: (laughs) No, no, you're not. I mean, it it sparked a whole bunch of questions in my mind, and Mm -hmm. um, part of it is so, Connor. I mean. Age doesn't matter to me, but I I would like to talk about that because I'm wondering if your age has anything to do with you choosing consciousness. So you're 29 years old, is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I'm wondering, and, and I really, I could be off on this, but I'm wondering, is the group of men that are in the world now, you know, in the early 20s, in their 20s, are they in a different space for being willing... To step into consciousness. Or are you just a hybrid?
3: Um I'm double D, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> different for sure. Yeah. Uh as far as are they in a different space compared to other men and other generations, quite possibly. I think I actually look at like um possibly what previous generations have sort of created for ours and maybe what my generation, anybody, both men and women and ours are kind of opening up for the next generation and so on and so forth. Whereas, like, really, truthfully, when the last two of my grandparents died were when I really let myself kind of break a little bit more free. Mm -hmm. Um, And I look at, like, both of my parents where they kind of broke a little bit outside of the realm of what their grant, their parents thought were possible. And now I'm just like, kind of like, uh, you know, breaking away and I don't care about you parents. I'm going to go for whatever I think is possible as opposed so, to you. So you're following what works for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Melitza is in the chat room and she has a great question. Yeah. It's It's similar, yeah. right? So how do your non-access guy friends react to choosing consciousness? Not that their reaction matters, just wondering if some people... Some men don't choose consciousness because they have an exception or a projection about how they will be perceived. What what do you know?
3: So thank you for that question. It's asking me what what do I know? Because I think I and probably a lot of people out there we tend to say I don't know a lot. Where mm. before this call I started thinking, Oh, I know and then I'm like, wait a second, what if I said what do I know and, and ask that question instead of I don't know? So it's a little branch out. But thanks for your question, Melita. That uh um what might be for men like what do my friends especially because a lot of my friends are very menly, as you can imagine what? i played I played american football in high school so, oh, okay. <laughs> you know um it's um they don't really ask the question it's really interesting to see is that nobody really wants to ask questions about it and i've even got my cousin that one time he said it, he had a very good point he's like I think you have to reach a certain point in your life to choose something like that. And really what he's talking about is you have to really get it to a deep, dark, down place before you're really willing to, you know, step outside the box or ask for something more or something. And I think that it all actually comes down to the age-old joke or whatever you want to call it where men, we don't like to ask for direction, right? Like we can get lost in our cars and the woman in the car is going, why don't we just ask for direction? It's way easier. And the man's like, no, 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 I've got it figured out. Right. Right? So,
2: so like, has society That's what we do. Actually, so. so has society actually projected onto men that they should know it all? They should have it all together. They should be responsible and they shouldn't be, quote-unquote, and you know I don't mean this, but, quote-unquote, weak. Right? Because a lot of the times when... When you're okay now this goes back many centuries, but if you were somebody that was um going for counseling, right now today that is just so not hardly present, but if you were somebody that was going for counseling, you were considered weak. if you were a couple that was going for marriage counseling, you were considered you know weak like what's wrong with you why can't you hold you know why can't you keep your woman in line or why can't you keep your man happy right? and and now. You know, now that we've, we've really moved past a lot of that, I, even my interesting point of view, now that we're looking at consciousness from, you know, so many different directions, do men still perceive that they can't choose that or that stepping into saying, hey, I need help and I'm lost or I feel like lost or I feel like, you know, there's something else is better out there. I don't have all the answers. Do they perceive it as being weak
3: Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, maybe not even perceive it as being, yeah, it's like, maybe not even perceive it as being weak, but as like, um, admitting that you're weak or something, even though there's obviously a strongness in saying, hey, uh, what else is out there, you know? Um, Right. It, it's funny to me that in in the world of consciousness and and a lot of things like we like I've heard a lot of people talk about in access and everybody it's like where you know you don't the the most important things in life we no longer teach ourselves but it's ok it's it's not okay to just like you're saying well I'll even bring up sex now right, because it's the most recent thing that popped up for like I had an old roommate that's maybe 45 now and one time I brought up just how I like used to research everything I could around sex to find out how, you know, because I wanted to be good at it, right? And he's like, well, I'm good at it, and I never researched it, and I was just kind of like, I'm sure you are, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's where we're coming from. It's like there, It's like men were kind of afraid to find out that we might be bad at something or whatever when it's like, why is it that, we're okay with being possibly bad at math or admitting that we're bad at math so that we go to school and learn about that or science or, or English or any of these things. Like, no, we're not born... We, we're, we're okay with knowing that we're not born with the ability to write in a, an English paper or, some, some, you know, a five-page mm-hmm. paper on some random poem that's stupid, but you you're supposed to know without ever actually being you know, asking for help or knowing anything that, like, how to please a woman or even how to please yourself, truthfully.
2: (laughs) Well, you know what, that's awesome, because I I really love that, and thank you for bringing up sex, because we all like to talk about sex. Yeah, Um, of course. (laughs) But there is this energy in, in our reality that does have, you know, putting men and women, really plotting them against each other and in the way of like i know everything or men men come have to come to the table with this energy of i know everything and and you you guys must be scared shitless half the time because you and i both know that's not true men do not know everything yeah. men, men do not automatically know how to play soccer men do not automatically know how to you know whatever cook like right it's they don't mm-hmm. automatically know everything and yet there is this, I'm just searching in my mind all these different men that have been in my life growing up and all around me, and there's this energy that they can't not know something. Yeah. How ridiculous. Yeah. What, what have we done to our society? And, you know, I really, I, I, like I was saying, I love having men in the class. They, you guys bring such a different perspective to everything when you're willing to be vulnerable, when you're willing to really show up. And such a contribution to us women, and it's such a contribution to consciousness expanding and, and seeing what else is possible. And what would it take for all of us to just drop all of our conclusions and decisions and assumptions about what it is to be a man, and what about what what it is to be a woman? You know, how many I you know w- when I was first in the working field, um, you know, I was five two, I still am <laughs> five two, a woman, <laughs> right? So it would. They automatically put me in a box. There was assumptions wrapped around. while well, she's short, and she's this, and she's that. And it's like, seriously, get out of my way. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we're co- we're constantly doing that. We, we we you know we judge you know the book by the cover. We're constantly judging, and yeah, like Carol says, we don't fit in a box. We're constantly judging, which is limiting what we can allow someone to gift us, <laughs> and what we can actually allow ourselves to receive. Yeah. And, w- and what would it take for this call, and I really friggin' mean this, for this call to fucking start changing this shit. Because this bull, I know that men have a huge contribution, and I want to call them out, and I want to hear from them. So if you're a man listening to this, get on here, give us a call. We really do require, if we're going to change this world, we really do require more men to choose it. So we're going to go for a quick break. I just kind of went on a there. I'm getting a little hot <laughs> under the collar, as I sometimes do. So <laughs> please stick around. We've got some more hot conversation coming up. I'm sure we might even talk about sex. Some- so I would love to hear your calls. Call in. Don't be a chicken. The number is 815-880-8255 in the U.S. In Canada, six one three eight zero zero eight seven three six, or in Skype, a to zen dot fm, or jump into the chat room and come play with us because we got a oh I just got a hell to that comment woohoo there's lots going on in the chat room so stick around we will be right back.
0: Being visible, being social, being heard. What desires are you ready to create? Would you like to take the next step to creating a potent presence on the web? Would it create more possibilities and expansion in your life? Beingvisible.ca offers website, social media, radio show creation and more. Creating with consciousness, bringing the energy of you to your audience. Are you ready to connect with your audience clearly, regularly and with ease? Christine McIver and Carol Glover work with individuals and organizations to create a powerful presence on the web. Personal attention and one-on-one training creates the ease with expanding you. Are you ready? Connect today at beingvisible.ca. This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with Possibilities Coach Christine McIver To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S.,
2: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Christine and Connor, and tonight we are talking about consciousness, not just for women anymore. So, Connor, how old were you when you first started to really look at doing things differently from the men around you?
3: Um, Doing things differently, uh, what I'll actually say is when I first started recognizing that I was different From most people in general um it wasn't like something that i i I like cognitively chose to just go out and like do something different interestingly enough at least that's not how i look at it it's really I, i started like um in college i started realizing that i kind of functioned a little bit differently than other people um in general for the most part uh just because, for whatever reason, it took that long to really figure it out because I had to act like everybody was the same. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really have the best answer for you, but I really only, in the last couple of years, as far as act
1: Uh-oh.
3: ...not just Gary and Dane, but definitely, obviously, Gary and Dane and right. everyone in Access, really just to, you know let go of what other people think about you and let go of what you think about yourself and just to go do for you. Right. And and even when people are like, that's selfish, be like, yeah, I wish everybody on this planet was selfish. <laughs> yeah.
2: And what would that create? What is your definition of selfish? Because I kind of have one of my own.
3: Yeah, you know, and, and I, get, I love that you asked that question because I guess the selfishness isn't necessarily from, like, a destructive point of view from, like, destructive for other people. But it's really, like, um selfishness to kind of, um, you know, really worry about your own well-being because I think a long time ago, actually, we'll get back into this here now that I think about it. It's like I realize that, like, everybody around each other is always worrying about making everybody else happy. Like, i got to make those people happy. i got to make those people happy. Well, what if everybody else around you was just happy? Then you have to worry about making them happy. Then you only had to make yourself happy. Well, then, if you're only making yourself happy, then how about everybody else just about making themselves happy? And and I say I'm bringing up sex because in sex, like, I know for me, at least, Years ago, uh, I still do it. I shouldn't act like I don't do it. But I worry too much about the other person and they're enjoying themselves, right? Right, right. Which, and then they're doing the same thing with me. So right. it's actually, which if you both just enjoyed, the other person would, it would, it would, instead of this like a downward spiral, it would be like an upward spiral of like back and forth of like, oh, I'm enjoying myself. Oh, you're enjoying myself. Now I'm enjoying myself more and I'm enjoying myself more and I'm enjoying myself. As opposed to like, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Oh, you're not enjoying yourself? I'm kind of not enjoying myself because you're not enjoying right. myself. I can't enjoy myself until you enjoy yourself. And then it's like this back right. and forth like craziness, obviously. Um well.
2: It's like the uh, it's like barriers down, right? Like when we put our barriers down and we really step into whether we're eating a good meal or we're eating another person, <laughs> <when> <laughs> we're enjoying ourselves in those moments and we really have our barriers down, we're receiving, and there's that simultaneity of gifting and receiving. Like, you know, if you've ever cooked something and you're enjoying it and you're like, oh, my God, it tastes so good, and you're watching other people enjoying it, and it's this... It's just this yumminess, and I mean, everything can be like that. I mean, food, sex, laughter, have a conversation on the radio, right? Like, it, it really, you know, for me, it's this place of having honor and regard for me. Yeah. And when, when I'm having honor and regard for me, I really value who I am and what I require. I, I, you know what? I'm going to fucking come forward and, honor and have honor and regard for you even more.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, yeah. that's just so, it's just such an important thing. I can't believe we've only got 14 minutes left. Oh my God, Connor, this felt like it just started. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we, have a, we have a question from Eliza, and she says, oh, cool. what was it like to be dating from consciousness and what was it like before that and has sex changed for you?
3: Yes, 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 okay, uh, so great well, questions. Um, especially because it's it's changed so much in the last like year. Before dating for me before in like dating before consciousness I should say uh before getting into it is I obviously made myself wrong for the way I dated. Uh and the reason I say that is I the longest relationship I ever had was 8 months, you know, and everybody else is doing like 3 years, 5 years getting married and all this stuff. And my literally longest relationship was eight months. And then the next longest three are like, or three months and things like that. And now dating on consciousness might just end up being the same way. I'm not sure. We shall see. It hasn't really been even long enough (laughs) yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say, but I realized there for a long time, I wasn't necessarily choosing for myself, which once I realized I wasn't necessarily always choosing for myself, I just kind of stopped choosing altogether for a little bit and just to try and figure out exactly what I would choose for me if I were to choose for me, Mm -hmm. which kind of took a little bit to figure out. And I'm still, you know, figuring out there's never, probably never going to stop, probably always going to continue learning how, like what to choose for me, not just when it comes to sex and dating and relationships, but everything in general, obviously. Right. Right. Uh, uh, and then as far as sex is concerned, oh, man, especially in just the last few weeks or last couple of months or something, I should say, it's really been quite phenomenal. And um, it's it, going back to the, the research I did around sex is uh, I've even been asked to kind of bring this up a little bit. Is that like I kind of looked into like wait, a long time ago, I looked into, wait, so women can have multiple orgasms, why can't men? And we also have multiple orgasms. And the thing I found a long time ago is that if you do pretty much what the exact opposite of what Gary has told me to do is to like clinch up and contract intensely, you can like hold back your ejaculation. Whereas I did that for a while and it can actually kind of, it takes a lot of energy and it's sometimes not exactly pleasant or comfortable and as opposed to what Gary said, if you actually expand out, I'm not saying he's told me that you can achieve a male or multiple orgasm, uh, but you expand out and you really get to, it's interesting that it used to always be just in the crotch region or groin or whatever you want to call it or, or genital area that like sensations used to really come. And now I'm, I'm actually turning more into a woman in that like, I'm moving around and like making noises and and like I can feel it through my whole body, which is terrible, obviously, you know I hate who it decided, who decided
2: What's that, that? Men could o- who decided that men could only experience touch sex um pleasure only in their groin area exactly like how exactly. ridiculous and and you know I mean every cell of our body has consciousness, every cell of our body, if we step into consciousness. It's right. all of ourselves turn on. And why can't they be turned on when we are pleasuring ourselves or with someone else?
3: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it's it's been total, it's been the opposite. It's been like, you know, it, it's shown up as I never even imagined it would. It, it's, that like, it's more, you can see where it's more like women in that, like, sorry to say but whatever, you, you have your eyes closed. You guys don't really seem to have sex. Or copulation from judgment nearly as much as men, because oh you can have brother, your-
2: we we definitely have another show in our future because you, <laughs> I would really do. beg to to argue it to that point.
3: Yeah, I said, but when you're in the moment, really, you seem to really go into your body. And the reason I say this is because, like, if you've ever been in public and copulated in public, at first a woman is like, no, or at least my experience. It's like, I don't know. But then once things get going, it is the rest of the world does not matter. And it is just their enjoyment at that time. And so, and their eyes are closed and things. And it's like, you may not need to see, like, I don't know if you don't have to answer this question, but if you've ever masturbated as a woman, do you need to see a naked man to do so? Maybe not. Maybe. Now, vast majority of men probably... Or a naked woman,
2: depending on your preferences.
3: Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So the vast majority of men, depending on your preferences, either need a naked body in front of you or something. And like I'm still working on getting rid of that sort of desire slash need to sort of trigger my. Go ahead.
2: Right to have some other um, external stimulation is what you're talking about.
3: Yes, thank you. Right. Yes, so and instead of
2: touching instead of being in touch with with your body and and exactly. really learning about what your body yeah. feels like and what your body likes.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, yeah. so Connor, would it be fair to say that men choosing more consciousness is not about um, them appearing to the outside world as being homosexual, because if you go on
1: the, <laughs> the internet,
2: okay, this was some more of my research, this is what people often say, that if you're choosing that you must be gay, which is absolutely ridiculous, um, so it's not about going into homosexuality and it's not about becoming less of a man, but it's really stepping into all that a man I- is and can be.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's a, the judge, well, it's, you know, you have to be gay. is a great way for, I don't know. That's just, I got a whole, whole lot on it, obviously. Um, that's funny. <laughs> that's just hilarious. Uh, I mean, you know, people are afraid of what they don't understand. Maybe that's what it is or something. Right. I, I um, can't necessarily put my finger on it right now, but um, I'm not surprised that that's what people are saying. For well, sure. this is, this is what's
2: out there. It says, are men being robbed of their masculinity when they stop into consciousness? And mm. real men don't talk about feelings.
3: Well, and is consciousness feelings, is my first question.
2: Well, you know, if you're not shooting it, then that would maybe perhaps appear to be that's what consciousness is,
3: yeah, or at least yeah. a
2: step into for, it right? I mean
3: that's my question for those people, yeah, exactly sorry, um, no no,
2: that's cool it's it's just you know if you've known anyone if you've if you've ever known some young boys like i mean little boys now you have a you have yeah. a nephew right yes, I do. he's quite young, and yeah. I mean they're just as yummy and cuddly and kissing and loving as girls are at that age. And then there's this moment where this reality puts this expectation on a boy and says, no, 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 you can't be that way. You need to be tough. You need to be strong. You need to be the man of the house and all this bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. How much of this reality have we actually cut off the contribution that men can be because we've told them that this is how they need to show up? Yeah. And everything that is that's brought mm-hmm. up for anyone listening. Let's all destroy and uncreate all of that, Times a Godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pockpot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. What would our world be like, Connor, if we came forward with the curiosity that you show about yourself, about parts of your life where you're not judging you, you're just you just keep stepping into being in question of it.
3: Yeah. Uh, what would it look like? It's a great question. Um, I think it. It just you're really bringing a lot of questions up in my world right now. I'm like, interesting, 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 and I'm like, hmm. Um, I'm not sure, and I it's. I, I just think they're good questions to just kind of sit on. Actually, I I would hate to try and and yeah. point that in any sort of direction. <laughs> yeah,
2: and they don't they don't really require an answer. Exactly. But yeah. What, what what would it take? Really, what would it take for all of us, all of us, men or women? Like, just stop, drop the fucking sex. It doesn't matter what sex you are. Don't stop doing sex, but drop what sex you are. And just let's begin to come at this this relationship, this contribution of men and women. Let's start coming at this from a place of curiosity, no judgment, and no expectation around what a sex is supposed to be and what a sex is not supposed to be
3: yeah and how much do you have to judge yourself and others to define a sex, i guess right
2: right exactly. you mm-hmm. know it's really really interesting um my uh my brother when i was my brother was twenty one he died and I was fifteen, and my younger brother was fourteen at the time and um when our brother pat died, my younger brother he was devastated because he was like his, his hero. You know what I mean? There was this age difference, and he was like his hero. And we didn't know how to be with it. Like, we, you know, we really were in a beyond place. We didn't understand what was going on. And seven years later, my father died, and my younger brother spent about a month crying about our brother that had died seven years before. Because he was not it wasn't demonstrated to him how a man actually grieved, and he locked up himself in so many ways from these two from these two deaths and not knowing how to deal with those emotions of it mhm you know it just absolutely I just think it's so incredibly sad that that this world, that this reality has put all this judgment on it. And and now I know that there's something else is possible. I know absolutely that everyone that's listening to this call, everyone that, you know, is, is listening live or listening in the replay, if you know of a man out there that you think is searching, you know, get them to listen to this call. Get them to contact me. Get them to contact Connor. Let's start changing this shit. Like, I mean it. Because what else is possible with the men in the world when they step into their potency and really bring consciousness along with every other capacity that they have, how can we change it? So, Connor, if people want to get in touch with you, your, your email address, can you share that with everyone?
3: Yeah, I can, actually. The uh, best way to get a hold of me would be connor, C-O-N-N-O-R dot J dot hill, H-I-L-L at gmail dot com.
2: Brilliant. And mm-hmm. where are you? Are you, are, are you flying around the world with Access? Are you doing classes with Access?
3: I do do classes uh, wherever I can and wherever I create them and all sorts of things. And uh, I'm currently traveling most of the United States constantly with the work I'm I'm doing outside of Access, like the this quote unquote this reality work, obviously, right? Um, just making money wherever I do or whatever's fun for me so um yeah i'm sort of all over the place nice nice Uh
2: well are you coming to the um slp in toronto in in august
3: i am totally there i wouldn't miss it for the world awesome
2: (laughs) woohoo he's coming to play in my neck of the woods how much fun can we have
3: oh i can't wait for the first four day all-intensive symphony (laughs) of possibilities
2: Yeah, won't be too much change happening. So if you would (laughs) like to know more about Access Consciousness, please go to accessconsciousness.com. Connor, thank you so much for the contribution that you be in the world to the women. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome (laughs) to the women, to the men, and to the change that we are creating on this call right now. If you would like to connect with me, you can do so at christine at inspiredchoices.ca. I have a bars class coming up this Saturday in the Toronto area and foundation in level one, July 4th through the 7th, an online podcast with Gary Douglas. How awesome. So connect in next week. We're going to have another live show. I can't wait to um, connect with everybody. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate. Connor, thank you so much for being here. And I wish you the very best and keep that sex research going. I think a lot of women will like that.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> And Thanks
2: thank for you for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, guys, have an amazing week, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Inspired Choices radio show. Christine McIver will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.FM. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.